0: Welcome to How We Grow, an essential playbook to grow and scale your vacation rental business with advice and insights from the best in the biz with your host, Linnell Gordon. Welcome to How We Grow, the Vacation Rental Show, where we interview experts on the podcast who are going to give advice to property managers and those in vacation rentals who are looking to grow their business. I'm really excited today. To have Annie Holcomb with me. She is an expert in the industry. She's had experience from all different angles. Annie has worked for Expedia. She's worked for Lexicon Travel. She's been on the advisory board for Wednesday. Those are just some of the pieces. But right now, she is the director of business development for the US and Canada for Marriott Homes and Villas. So thank you so much, Annie, for offering to come when you were asked. Thank you so much. So tell me a little bit about your experience. I mean, there's so much that you've done. What's been your favorite part of vacation rentals, the short-term rental industry? What's your favorite thing that you've done so far?
1: You know, I think every step of the way was my favorite at the time, but each part of it has made me more in tune with the industry. It's given me more depth of understanding of all facets of the industry. So I, you know, just a little bit about my background. I started at a hotel front desk, And I actually was in hotels. I did hotel sales, group sales for several years. I actually, funny enough, full circle moment, had worked for a Marriott resort in Panama City Beach for a while and did group sales for them. So I knew kind of the Marriott like way and culture to some degree. Got hired from there and went to a company who at the time had the largest resort in the Panhandle, and they wanted to tear it down, build condominiums. And so that was kind of like when the Panhandle started to go into its vacation rental mode. That was the late 90s. And so right around 99, my general manager at the time had come in from Myrtle Beach. He had gone through their boom years there when they built all their condominiums. And he said, I don't know how to tell you to get where I need you to go, but I can tell you where I need you to be in 18 months. And it was, there is development happening all around us. I want you to find out who the developers are. I want you to talk to them. I want you to find out how we can manage their front desk, manage their HOA, manage their rentals. Then when we get these, I want you to be able to talk to owners about getting their rentals on plan. So it was something that was completely not even in my line of sight at that point. I hotel sales, very easy, get a group, service the group, they come in and out. You know, I worked with events that was a little different but this was something that was completely the whole language of it was very different so i spent a lot of time put in mouth saying the wrong thing not asking the right questions and you know i still do that but i think it's being authentic with people and really understanding like you don't always know the right answer and so i learned a lot along the way and one of the things that popped up through this process was, well, how are we going to fill up these condominiums that we were managing, these vacation rentals that we were managing? And it was more than just a, t- a standard marketing program, more than standard sales, because if you have convention space, it's easy to fill up the hotel rooms, you know, complimentary to whatever event was going on. Not so much with vacation rentals. So it's a totally different type of the marketing effort. And I started utilizing Expedia. And they, at the time, had what it was actually hotels.com called Condo Saver. And that was there for a kind of going into vacation rentals. And they would come down and they would meet with us. And they were like, great, we want to put your units on. We want to sell them, but we want 30%. We're like, wait a minute. Like, that's not like, we can't do that. Our margins are so low. And so it became this like education to the channels of what vacation rentals were and how our business ran. And I became very good friends with the market manager at Expedia at the time. He was going to transition out. And he said, look, they really need somebody in the market. You should go for this position. So I ended up applying for the position and got the market manager role for the Panhandle. And I was managing Panama City Beach to Gulf Shores, Alabama for about two years. It was a great learning because, again, working for a very large corporate entity that had a lot of layers of business and operations. But they had so much technology to be able to kind of help make decisions and have conversations. But I got the opportunity because I was in a market that was... Very vacation rental heavy to be at the table about a lot of conversation that went on how to understand to work with vacation rentals. And so that led me to a role on their global accounts team, Key Accounts, handling what at the time, and I always joke about this, like alternative accommodations. And to me, vacation rentals were never alternative. Growing up in Virginia, we went to the Outer Banks. My parents rented the same house every year growing up. We always stayed at a vacation rental. Now, if we traveled, I was a traveler for gymnastics. And when I was younger, we stayed in hotels, quick weekend trips. So it depended on the trip. So I knew this existed. And it was just a conversation with a, this big travel entity that people were booking, you know, billions of dollars of travel on Is how do vacation rentals become part of this? And it was a really great education for me. I had a couple of counterparts in various areas. Vacation rental markets, Myrtle Beach being one, ski areas out west in Colorado, similar. And we were just trying to say, like, we've got these people that want to work with us, but our platform really doesn't function the way it needs to function to serve up the style of the accommodation, to give all the depth of the description that needed to happen. Because, again, let's face it, it's not a hotel room. It's multiple rooms in a building. Right.
0: And everyone is different. Every single one is different. So the amenities have to change, et cetera.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So it was really great. So again, when I was at Expedia, that was like the best time. That was really great. And then I left Expedia after about little after four years and went to a channel manager. And I worked in channel management since 2016 until recently. And so that was great because I learned more of the technology that powered the connection between property management systems and the channels and understood a lot more about the distribution flow and learned about all the channels that were out there. So we were working with, you know, Booking.com and Expedia and BRBO and Airbnb and like just all the ones that were out there. And fortunately for me at Lexicon, we decided that we had a lot of clients that really wanted to go on the Homes and Villas platform. So I started working with the Homes and Villas team and got to learn a lot about them. So when this opportunity came to me initially, I thought, well, probably bigger than what I could do. But then I looked at it and said, okay, this is everything that I've been preparing for. So now this is my new favorite role. So every role (laughs) has been my favorite, but this is my favorite so far because it is sort of a amalgamation of all the things that I've done along the way.
0: So if you're gonna give property managers advice, now I'm gonna ask something specific. Let's talk about channel management because in a lot of ways, channel management is this big black box that you take your properties from in your property management company and you throw them in this black box. And a lot of times you don't have control of the pricing. A lot of times, you know, you have to check the pricing for everything and it's not exactly correct. You throw it there and you don't know if it's going to rent if the description is going to be there or if it's literally going to rent through them or if it's going to be directly booked back to you. How do you choose what you need as far as distribution channels?
1: So if I were wearing like a consulting hat and I did that for people, it's, uh, my, the first question is, what is your goal? Like, what are you looking to gain out of distribution?
0: So I want to grow my rentals. So that's the way I'm going to do it through channel distribution. How do I do it?
1: Okay. So I think you have to do your due diligence and you have to ask the right questions. And there's a gentleman in our industry that is someone who he has a passion for researching and asking all these questions is Terry White with Anna Marie Island Vacations. And he has done an exhaustive search of all these pieces and parts of the technology ecosystem. And I think that he drove home the point when I've talked to him over the years that, you know, you really owe it to yourself to understand exactly what it is. Again, growing your rentals, what does that mean? Is it really more revenue? Is it because you want to have steady revenue and you want to be able to grow more actual rentals on your rental plan? and working with owners? It really is all about that. Do you have a good distribution plan for your direct business. And you're just trying to supplement that with other channels. There are people that, again, they don't have the marketing budget. So using the channels is a great way to complement what they are doing from their operational standpoint using, again, a lot of people will say they've become beholden to Airbnb because it was very easy to get it out there and they're getting volume and it's a low cost of distribution. So they kind of got complacent about it and said, oh, I, you know, I'm not realizing that 70% of my business is going through there. So again, there's a lot of parts of the conversation that I always try to tell people to say, like, before you dive in, really think about what it is. Do you want to have 90% of your business coming through someone else, that's okay. Like, I mean, if it makes sense for you and you don't have the operational bandwidth or the marketing, the marketing dollars to take care of a direct business, distribution makes really good sense. But I think people have to be thoughtful. Now, as far as channel management goes, there are more, I think, more abilities to get to channels than there have ever been because so many of the property management systems are dipping their toe into this space. Absolutely. it, It makes perfect sense for them to do that. I think from selfishly, the one thing that I love about lexicon is that we didn't want to work with everybody for the sake of working with them we wanted to work with people that wanted to have a strategy they wanted assistance they wanted to know which channel was the right one for the right time at the right price because there are channels that are really great for big homes and they're maybe not so good for condominiums and vice versa. So, you really have to think about what your inventory is, what your market is, and what those channel metrics are for you to make good decisions. And I think, unfortunately, the last couple of years, people have been able to just throw their inventory out there and they're just getting bookings. And now we're starting to see where they're panicking because they're like, they didn't have to do any work. Now they're having to really sit back and go, okay, does this channel make sense for me? Can I sustain this? Do I need more? And so, you need to be just aware of what your market conditions are and really understand that and not necessarily be falling prey to somebody in Tennessee that's telling you, well, for South Florida, this is what you need to do. The boots on the ground person and who knows that market is really going to know better who's coming in, where they're coming from. So there's a lot of things at play, but I would say it's just really about knowing where you want to go. Then you can figure out how to get there by asking questions.
0: And I think one of the things that I just want to caution everybody. I have friends, personal friends, Myrtle Beach, who built their whole business on a channel. That's how they built their business. They didn't do any marketing. It all came through there. But I just want to caution you that there are pieces of information because at the point where you get to where you grow, where you want to market to your own people, they're not your people. You don't have all the data you might need like an email address or different contact information. So make sure if you're doing channel management, no matter what kind of channel management, you are capturing the data of the guest that's coming to see you,
1: Absolutely, right? very, very important. And channels are there to supplement your direct strategy. But I think very often people forget that they need a direct strategy because they're having great success on the channels and they just forget. And all of a sudden it goes from, you had you know 10% of your bookings coming through the channel to again, 60, 70, 80% of your bookings coming through a channel. And how do you wean yourself off of that? It's very difficult. Yeah.
0: Exactly. And they do become dependent upon yeah. They do become dependent upon the channels. And then they're like, you know, I don't know how to do it directly. And I've seen people sell their businesses because they truly couldn't grow after that. They couldn't figure out what to do. So just capture that data is the advice I would give. And I think that have your strategy and capture your data. Built by property managers for property managers. Streamline is a powerful software that gives managers enterprise-level capabilities to drive more revenue and improve operational efficiency. Migrating to Streamline allows property managers to gain functionality while reducing the need for multiple vendors, improving flow by logging into a single system and reducing redundant technology costs. With Streamline, property managers achieve revenue lifts by leveraging our fully-fledged communication center reservations quoting system, revenue management tools, homeowner acquisition, CRM, and powerful direct OTA connections. Streamline also has industry-leading trust accounting and report capabilities to give you clarity in an overall company performance. Learn more about Streamline vacation rental software at StreamlineVRS.com. So tell me a little bit about If you were going to give advice to property managers, someone that's just starting out, what's the best piece of advice you would give to them? Here's the one thing you need to really think about if you want to grow.
1: Find a mentor. Find somebody who's either in your market or in a market that maybe you visited that you... Because again, somewhere along the line, something sparked this in you that you wanted to do, whether it be an experience you had or maybe a wild idea. You know, there's something that made this come to, you wanted to do it and you're really putting your feet on the ground to do it. Having a mentor and having somebody that you could bounce ideas off is really important. And don't be afraid to talk to the people in your market because yes, they're competitors, but they're your best gauge of what is possible. And also I think that they will help you. This is a really giving industry. Vacation rentals is unlike anything that I've ever worked in. I mean, hotels are great. Yes, it's a core of it is hospitality, but I think that one thing that everybody in vacation rentals will say is that the people are very giving and very open with their knowledge and their time and they'll help each other out. They're going to be competitive. There's no doubt about that, but they're friendly competitors. And so I think that having somebody in your market that you can sit down with and say like, okay, what are the things that you did wrong? What are the things that you do right? And learn from that. And I feel like people sometimes just forget that there's a person literally sitting right next door to them that is just a wealth of information. It's kind of like, you know, they say, make sure you talk to your elders so you don't make the same mistakes. They're wanting to share their experiences. There's people in the industry that want to share that too because they struggled. And the ones that have been in the business especially the ones that made it through COVID, they had a lot of learnings and a lot of lessons and they are very open to share that. Yeah, so mentoring is huge for me. You know,
0: that's, believe it or not, that's a very common answer to that question. And that's because it's so important. So I think that's a great answer. Do you think that we should focus more on customer acquisition or customer retention? And do you have any great
1: strategies for either of those? So I think both of them are important. I think if you went back 10 years ago, customer retention was a lot easier. Travel wasn't as open as it is. I look at my son and I think like well, he's 22 and it's like if he wanted to pick up and go to Vietnam tomorrow, if he had the money, he could do it. 10, 15 years ago, you didn't make a trip like that without planning it out for months. And it's very thoughtful. And the ability to just book something last minute in almost any destination at any time means that people aren't necessarily going to the same market every single year. They might come back in four or five years. So you certainly want to have them in your database. But I think your customer acquisition is as important, if not more important these days than it's ever been because... There are so many options out there, and let's face it. I mean, there have been people that never had a unit on rental, and all of a sudden felt like they could make a fortune because the, you know the vacation rentals are able to charge double what they were charging two years ago. So everybody's gotten into it. So the increase, I looked at the Panama City Beach area had a twenty-five, almost thirty percent growth in inventory last year. That's a great because our destination is building lots of sports venues to bring in families for year-round events. But there are destinations that urban areas. I think Phoenix was one, Houston, another close to a hundred percent growth. Now, granted, it's not, they went, they didn't go from like a hundred thousand to 200. Like it's not that kind of growth, but still there's not any more events happening than were happening there before. And there's so much more out there for people to rent that getting those guests is very, very important. Retaining them again in your database and communicating with them so that you are Top of mind if they decide to come back is important, but I don't think in my mind, the retention is not as important as the acquisition in the current state of travel.
0: What do you think is going to happen in the next 10 years in short-term rentals? What's the newest, latest, greatest? What do we think is going to happen there?
1: You know, I really feel like the power that vacation rentals now has in terms of voice within lodging. It's interesting to me because having been in Florida and knowing that when COVID hit and when things opened back up, that vacation rentals were prevented from opening up, meant that we had a really big problem. Because, again, Florida is an enormous vacation rental destination, and if our leadership and our governor didn't understand that at that moment, we had a lot of work to do. And that was replicated around the country. So I do think that we have a voice and we just have to get it unified together and really talk about like, what are we as an industry? And we joke about it, Alex, my podcast partner, and I talk about we are not Airbnb. And that became a hashtag and took on a world of its own. And it wasn't to disparage Airbnb. It was just to say like that vacation rentals are not an Airbnb. Airbnb is a channel. So we just we want people to understand that vacation rentals is it varies based on where you're going at short term rentals i think in urban and vacation rentals but again if somebody's taking a vacation staying in a rental it's a vacation rental it's not an airbnb you know so we have education to me is going to be our biggest thing for the next you know, several years, but then again, unifying that voice and being able to use that voice so that there is good regulation, smart regulation. I think we need regulation for sure, because there are people out there that are not operating in the best interest of the industry or just humanity as a whole. I mean, there are people that are doing some bad things, so we just need to get rid of that. But education is the key, I think, for where we go in the future. How does 2023
0: look as far as vacation rentals? How are we looking this year?
1: You know, everything is interesting. We were talking to some people from a revenue company yesterday and they were seeing what we were seeing kind of the end of last year is that prices were too high last year because everybody was kind of drunk on what happened in 21 and thought they were going to get the same prices. So they started to pull them back. Prices are still a little elevated. And I do think that the demand is going to continue to be there. It's not going to be where it was for 21 or 22. I think we're back to like, you know, 2019, which 2019 was a really good year. If everybody remembers, the problem is we had COVID in between. It doesn't, it seems, that seems like 10 years ago. So I think it's going to be a good year. I do feel like the conversation of, acquisition consolidation is going to continue to happen. Because I do think that there are people out there that, again, jumped in the space in the last 18 to 24 months, really got aggressive, got a lot of units. And then all of a sudden, they didn't have a plan. They didn't really understand what it would look like when there was more demand than there was inventory. And that's where we're headed is that the inventory is high. The demand is not low. It's just not going to be at the height that it was. So I think there are people that decide they want out They're going to sell. There'll be people that, again, we've talked to people and they've been doing this for a long time. And after the last few years, they're just tired. They're just exhausted. And if it's not a family business that they are planning to give over to the next generation, they're like, you know, I got to just get out and enjoy the fruits of my labor. And so I think that there's going to be some of that and there's going to be an opportunity to consolidate. There's going to be an opportunity for people to grow if they want to grow. But I, I don't foresee it being a bad year. I think looking at the economics that are out there. I mean, it depends on kind of which way you sway. I mean, some people are still doom and gloom. I think most everybody's kind of centered and said, you know, I think it's going to be okay. And I think vacation rentals will be okay.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think it will be too. Listen, I am so grateful for you taking the time to talk with us. Is there anything else that you want to tell people that are looking to grow their business?
1: I, you know, I would say join an association, join BRMA, yeah. join any of the, the regional associations, educate yourself, ask questions, get a mentor. Don't be afraid to not know what you don't know. It's okay. Like we all don't know a lot of stuff. And I think that there's just a host of people out there that want to help everybody. And we all want this business to succeed. And there's a big enough pie out there for everybody. So we don't need to be protective of that and afraid to ask the questions.
0: Annie, thank you so much. Thank you for taking the time to chat with us. Really, I do appreciate it. I wish you all the luck. Guys, don't forget to listen to Alex and Annie. They've got a phenomenal podcast where they talk about all kinds of really cool pieces of the industry. So I would love to have you back at the end of the year and we'll take a look and see how our year went, Annie.
1: Yeah, that sounds great. Thank you so much, I appreciate you. Thank you
0: again. All right, bye. Bye. This episode of How We Grow was brought to you by Streamline. To find out more about how Streamline can help grow your vacation rental business, visit StreamlineVRS.com. Make sure to search for How We Grow in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, or anywhere else podcasts are found and hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. On behalf of the team here at Inhabit, thanks for listening.